Hey everybody, this is the Brood Life Podcast and I am your host, Brandon Hall. So grab a cup of coffee, sit down, and let's have a conversation today. welcome to this week's episode of The Brood Life. We are going to be talking about sports culture again in part two of that subject. This week we're going to be discussing youth sports and the pressure that goes along with it. Uh, Just something that I have noticed as an observer over the last several years that there is sometimes an increased pressure uh, when Uh, youth, uh, that could be elementary, middle school, high school, college, are playing sports and just the pressure that's put on them for success and to succeed and become uh, just successful, I guess, to uh, sometimes that just means getting scholarships at the college. Sometimes that means putting pressure on them to become professional athletes. And uh, it's just an interesting culture that I have seen happen more so over the last, you know, decade, 15 years. So this week we're going to be talking to uh, my friend Sam Hartman uh, about that subject. And uh, I really enjoy the conversation with Sam. Sam and I have been friends on social media for a couple of years, but have really never interacted in person before. And he reached out to me to be part of this podcast and specifically this season. And uh, just said he had a really interesting story and experience when it came to youth sports and youth athletics. And so we met up for coffee at a local coffee house here in town and just recorded our conversation. So again, like last week, you'll hear some background noise, but uh, I just think that it provides a great atmosphere and it was a great conversation and it's worth listening to. I didn't really mention it last week on the recording, but I don't really have much of a background in sports or sports culture. Uh, I tried a few things in elementary school. I never really got into sports, followed any teams, even though I grew up in a house that did. And still to this day, I don't really follow any teams or am into sports. But I felt that this topic was extremely important when it comes to discussing manhood and the current reality in our culture of what manhood is because sports culture is really ingrained into that idea of what manhood and manliness is. So I wanted to address that and include that in this season. Uh, And even though I don't have experience in it, don't follow any teams, this was just such a great conversation because I learned stuff from Sam and took stuff away from the conversation that we had that I can go out and apply to my life now, even though I didn't have that experience. And maybe you didn't have an experience with sports or participating in athletics growing up. Maybe you're not into sports now, but I just really encourage you to take the time to listen to the conversation because I really believe that we can all gain something from it and take something away from it that we can apply to our own lives, regardless of whether sports is part of our lives or not. So. Enjoy this conversation. Uh, 
As always, you can find us on social media, uh, on Facebook under The Brood Life Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore brood underscore life. And if you really enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, I encourage you to share this uh, on social media, share this with a friend you think might be gay, might be able to get something out of it and uh, go out and rate us and give us five stars and so we can get this out there for more people to uh, hear and to listen to. So thanks again for listening. And here is our conversation with Sam Hartman on sports culture and youth sports and pressure. Enjoy. Okay, everybody, uh, here with Sam Hartman, and uh, we're just going to be talking a little bit today about uh, sports culture and uh, just growing up in youth sports and the pressure that comes along with that. Uh, so uh, why don't you just take a couple minutes and introduce yourself and kind of what you do. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Um, like you said, Sam Hartman, I'm uh, born and raised in Fort Wayne, I'm 33 years old. Uh, me and my wife live in downtown Fort Wayne, and I'm a real estate broker with Coldwell Banker. Um, been doing that for seven years now. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about my current life. I think we're going to dive into a little bit of yeah. my past life now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, speaking of that, why don't you go ahead and just, uh, since we're talking about youth sports and that kind of stuff, just kind of give a little bit of a history of your experience with that growing up, uh, you know, elementary, high school, college, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would say I had like the all-American kid experience. Like my parents are still married, you know, mom stayed at home, dad went to work. Um, and then when it comes to youth sports, I mean, it was like the big three all the way. You know, I started T-ball as young as I could start. Um, when got to elementary school and, you know, could play, on the <clears throat> could, could play on the basketball team, could play on the football team, stuff like that. I started those. Um, so I kind of did those big three all through elementary school. When I got to high school, I played football. I played baseball. I quit playing basketball. I thought... Basketball was one of the ones I liked, thought I could make the team, but didn't think I would play much. So just kind of was like, oh, I'm good with that. So I actually picked up wrestling at that point. Okay. I, I, I always had to be doing something. Like I didn't <laughs> like having an off season. Like, you know, after school was like, what am I going to do with all of this time? Like homework? No, I got to <laughs> I gotta be running around doing something. So I picked up wrestling for two years. That was one of the hardest sports I've ever mm done granted it was totally new to me too so sure. there was a challenge in that <clears throat> um after that uh, my high school started a men's volleyball team and so i was super pumped about that okay. i always liked you know playing pickup volleyball in yeah. the backyard so it was very a rough and tumble two two years you know my junior senior year of high school that i played that um but football was always my main sport so i actually when i got to my senior year started looking about my options of, actually started my junior year really, options of being able to play football in college. Okay. Um, looking into scholarship offers at you know small D1, D2 programs, and then also looking into just you know the continued opportunity to play at like a D3 program, because D3 doesn't do athletic scholarships. Okay. So um, looked into a lot of those different options actually ended up going to a D3 school that's just north of Fort Wayne in Angola called Trine University. Okay. Um, 
you know, I, hindsight, like looking at all the scholarships and that whole process, and my my parents were a huge help in that process. But like, yeah, I ended up being a really good fit with the academic focus. You know, I wasn't going to go on and make money playing football, so it was a good opportunity to continue that that career that I was pe- passionate about yeah. playing playing sports, but you know, still have a very high focus on the schoolwork and you sure. know where life would be after that time. So. So that is, you know, as far as organized sports go, brings us to today. I guess um, in my adult life, I also had fallen into uh, competitive CrossFit. Now I've since retired from that. I'm getting a little <laughs> too old for that now, but um, that kind of filled the, the competitive void of yeah. sports for me in my adult life, at least. So, so yeah, that brings us to today. Yeah, and so I. Uh as you were growing up and playing sports stuff, did you feel that there was a lot of pressure to succeed in those, whatever sports you were doing at that time? So there's a lot of, <laughs> I covered my career, covered a lot of phases. So I've sure. got a lot of, I guess, varying, varying uh, aspects throughout, throughout that timeline. Early on, I don't think, you know, I'm thinking back to, you know why basketball and and t-ball like you know the earliest of early sure. and, and i really the i think the pressure to to do well and perform was from myself sure i remember my dad telling me stories of you know in, in t-ball you know they would let everyone bat you know in an inning or something like that and so when you would get to three outs they you know you still stayed out there but me as a, you know a kid who loved sports and was following sports we would get the third out and I'd come running in because I'm like, well, those are the rules. Like I'm playing by the rules. And they're like, no, 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 stay out there. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. This is stupid. Like we're, we just got three outs. It's our turn now. And there's a, there's a really funny uh, family video of me playing Y basketball and I'm guarding this like little girl and I'm just like on her. Like, like wide on rice, like I am just like guarding this girl. I'm not like letting her move at all. And my dad's like, or either my dad or the coach is like, you know, let her, you know, let her shoot, let her dribble, like move back. And I'm like, no, like this is, <laughs> I'm guarding her. I'm not just letting her shoot. So I think that that early on, like just knowing how sports were played and like that I wanted to play sports and that I was, you know, competing in them. Yeah. Like I don't. The, Personally, I never had that, like, early on, that mindset of, like, you know, just learning the game and, you know, it was fun and what have you. Like, I did have fun. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have fun. But sure. I, I definitely had that competitiveness inside that it was like, you know, I'm playing by the rules and I'm doing everything I can to, to win by the rules, sure. too. Um, so early on, I, don't, I didn't, didn't feel that pressure from coaches. I don't think I really felt that pressure from parents but I think that's the way it should be um, early on because I think you see some you know there's always outliers some coaches and some parents that youth sports anymore on the sidelines or whether they're coaching the way they scream and and stuff and I think there's this pressure from parents sometimes that like what your kid is now is what they will be Mm. you know it's like well if you're not tough and you're not competitive and you're not driven now as a six-year-old like (laughs) (laughs) you're never going to be yeah yeah and it's like that's like a horrible mindset to have it's like he's six like he or she is six like they've got so much growing and changing and and developing to do 
And so that early mindset of a coach or a dad or a mom in their interaction in, in those sports can have such an effect on the kid's yeah. passion for the sport, whether they want to continue pursuing yeah. it, what they're getting out of the sport. Um, and, and I think my parents did a great job. And just now in my adult life, as I'm reading, as there's more science in the psychology of sport and, and just the, the me- study of mental well-being mm-hmm. and, and the push of, of that anymore, I read, I read a lot of books and so just now that I'm reading, you know, more of those studies and those books, um, I'm realizing how great of a job my parents did yeah. do, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, without any of the science. I think, you know, they did the best with what they had. But there's a really great book uh, by Dr. Carol Dweck called Mindset. Okay. And so that I always think back to kind of my past uh, about like, well, what, what mindset was being instilled in me mm. at that age or at that time. and. Um, it's basically about measuring a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Okay. You know, do you think your your skills, your abilities, your you know everything that you have is is you have a fixed limit to those things, and that's all you can become and achieve, or do you feel like you can grow on that and you can become better and you can exceed you know what others might put a, as a limit on you? Right. So, I would recommend that book to any parent, um, okay. any coach. Um, you know, I don't have kids yet, but when I read it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna make my wife read this when, when, (laughs) when we have kids, because the, the mindset it creates in you of how you speak to your children Mm. and how you, you know, the lens that you view what they're experiencing and how you're talking to them about loss and losses and and failures and stuff like that, man, it was like, it kind of like just shattered a window. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's crazy so that's that's a really great book that I would recommend I I always like having people recommend books to me so I like (laughs) to recommend them whenever I can yeah no that's good I like that so do you think like because you were kind of your own you applied pressure to yourself did that carry on as you got older too as you like you were like your worst uh, not enemy, but you were like the one that you had your my hardest critic. Yeah, your internal critic was yeah, like what drove you yeah, to succeed. Yeah, yeah I um, definitely. I think I was always really hard on myself, okay. and um, to, to a fault, you know, yeah. probably unfairly. Um, but I, I was a tough kid too. I was a very emotional kid on each side of the spectrum. I mean, my moods. My mom would always tell me that I, I felt things very, very mm. strongly, whether it was happiness or whether yeah. it was sadness or upset or anger. Like I was, there was no middle ground for me. It was like, you know, one side or the other of the pendulum yeah. swinging. So um, I think that that kind of hardness on myself, um, whether I performed well or didn't perform well, kind of comes from that. It was that, you know, I would feel that, ex, you know, sure. pretty extremely. Um, but I also really grew to love like practicing, you know, just, just yeah. you know, a lot of people love showing up on game day and playing games and competing and winning. Yeah. But I, I actually grew to really love like practice and, and the, the process of practicing and the process of getting better and, yeah. and you know, the incremental growth and learning a new skill and, yeah. you know, becoming more proficient at something and stuff like that. So I think that, that kind of harshness on myself definitely kind of help develop that you know passion for improvement too yeah i mean like i even though 
you know, I'm not, I've never was really involved in sports, but that mindset of like practicing and improving incrementally is a life skill like mm-hmm. that you can take with you yeah. regardless of what you're doing because yeah. you can always be learning. You can always be improving yourself in mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're here talking about sports culture today, yeah. but you know, how many, how many other things in life can a kid do or an adult do even right. that's going to kind of instill those abilities. Right. I mean, whether it's, you know, I've got a niece that goes, she doesn't do sports, but she goes to science camps and she does all yeah. these things that like I never did as a kid. Yeah, I've got a cousin who, you know, was in band and it was an Eagle Scout, you know, and he never played sports, but he is such a well-rounded, smart guy that it's like, you know, he, he acquired all these skills and abilities similar to a, to a sports culture, you know, can provide. So right. I think I think a lot of people want their kids to be involved in sports because they think it's going to, you know, there's a lot of a positive sure. results of things that it can instill in a kid. But if it's not their, their thing, then yeah. you know, there's there's other avenues. It's like, you know, yeah, you want your kid, maybe you want your kid to be involved, whether it's sports or whether it's sure. something else that they can be passionate about. But it shouldn't be directed by you know you as a parent you know right. it, it should be it should be guided by you know the the, the kid and, and their passions and what they're drawn to and right you know and then they're going to be happier with it they're going to yeah. be more more eager to pursue it and any anything you pursue with happiness in your heart and and you know a passion you're going to yeah. pursue way harder than something that you're doing because you think it's what mom and dad want you to do yeah yeah no that's good i i do think that there's a lot of that with uh, kids feeling pressure from wanting to please their parents and you know and I think that there's also that part of you know whether it's mom or dad who was athletic or um, maybe they didn't have the opportunities that their kids do and that sometimes they want to like live that through their kids and mm-hmm. give their kids the experience they didn't have and maybe their kids don't want that experience mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, so do you, you kind of mentioned this, but what did you, like the positives that come out of like youth sports? So what do you feel like are some of the positive things that you got out of participating in sports growing up? Um, I think, I think the one of the big things is what, like I just mentioned, like that passion for practicing, mm-hmm. you know, seeing kind of the, the incremental growth that, that you can have. Right. Um, you know, obviously, it's a pretty easy thing to, to see in sports, but then you gotta, you know, when you flip it on its head and you become an adult and yeah. sports aren't there anymore, right. it's like, you know, you're also applying it to life. You know, yeah. I mean, you wanna you wanna do something, you wanna get better at something, and sometimes the fear that you're not good at it is mm-hmm. what stops you from doing it. Yeah, and so you just never do it. Yeah. but it's like you just gotta start doing it and see that incremental growth and just yeah. you know get one percent better every day, and yeah. you know you're never gonna reach that pinnacle of perfection or whatever perfection or success looks like in your in your mind but the it's the pursuit and that journey of you know constant effort it, towards something that you're passionate about that that is gonna you know really be the ultimate measure of success you know you, you come out on the other end and it's like okay well what did I accomplish did I make this much money did I have much, this much influence but, you know, am I a better person and did I have an impact right. on it? You know, did it have an impact on me and the people around me and stuff like that? So I think I think that's a, a, a big thing. Um, okay. I think, re- I mean, relationships is, is a big thing of it. I mean, I can't tell you how many friends, 
you know, have come and gone in my life. You know, obviously when you're a kid, if, if you're not in the same grade or you're not at the same right. school or you're not on the same team, you know, those friendships kind of come and, come and go. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, the ability to make friendships, uh, the, the practice of having friendships and making friendships as, as a kid, yeah. I mean, that's an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I think is, is pretty evident um, through, through youth, youth sports culture especially. Um, is a great resource, you know, to have that teamwork, you know, that that bonding with with a team and and having those relationships too. Yeah. And do you feel like it's also given you some experience in being able to, like, you know, for lack of better terms, like working with difficult people, like being able to like <laughs> yeah. work through the hard relationships as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think I was the difficult person back then, <laughs> so I, I think I might have given some people uh, experience. Some experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might have given some coaches, and I don't know. I might have had. I, I don't know. I might have had some. If it wasn't my dad coaching so many of my teams, I think a couple coaches probably would have quit because of me. Maybe, but <laughs> my dad, my dad couldn't quite quit me. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, difficult people, difficult situations, um, you know, there's, I kind of mentioned earlier, like, there's all these, there's all these things that I never realized as a kid, but now as an adult, as I experience them, and as I, you know, kind of learn more about the science and and grow on those things and read about those things, you know, it's like, it's like control what you can control, you know, like what, you know, what's happening in a game? Well, you know, you can't always control every aspect, Mm. you know, I, I told you earlier, I, I got kicked out of every sport that I played growing up. Right. I threw my bat and almost hit a kid <laughs> in Little League. I uh, punched a kid and fought in a football game. Um, I said some choice words and punted a basketball and got kicked out of a basketball game. So, like, I was a hothead. And I, you know, and, and these were all because of like circumstances that like I couldn't control the circumstances. Yeah. I, c- I couldn't control the call. I couldn't control right. that the ref called strike three. I couldn't, con- you know, I can't control certain things. And so that was such a, that was such a learning experience for me of, you know, controlling what you can control. And my dad handled me so well. I mean, I hated him for it, but you know, every time one of those things happened, it was, you know, be a man, go on up to it you know, apologize to the team. He always made me stand up in front of the team and like tell yeah. him I was wrong and apologize for it. And like my voice would be shaking and I'd almost be crying. And like, <laughs> because I was just so, so emotional yeah. high and low. Yeah. It was just was so, it was a hard thing to do, but God, I mean, it was, you know, the way it was the way I needed to be yeah. handled at that age. And I, I, you know, look back on who I was as a kid and like how I am now. And I, I can't believe the control that I have over mm. my emotions. I'm still an extremely emotional person, but you know, I hope my parents are proud of the job they did because I mean, I've come a, a long, long way in my ability to, you know, feel something but har- harness it and yeah. keep it reined in and control it, and you know, kind of redirect that <laughs> that energy, whether yeah. it's happiness, sadness, you know, whatever emotion it, it might be, anger, and kind of point it point it in the right direction and let it help me more than hurt me yeah i mean like i just think that's such a great uh life lesson for any kid uh, that i mean you were fortunate enough that your dad put put you in that position to learn it but just being able to own up to our mistakes and being Mm -hmm. able to take responsibility for 
our actions. I mean, for me as a parent, that's something that still have to like, you know, with even my 13 year old all the way down to my two year old, like I have to like constantly instill that like you have to take responsibility for your actions and nobody is in control of your actions or your emotions except for you. You're yeah. the only one who has control over that and like that's that's a great life lesson that is going to carry you all the way through adulthood because, mm-hmm. you know, even as adults, we are the only ones that have control over what we do, how we react to our emotions, that we're the only ones that have control over that and the earlier you can learn that, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, uh, that, that makes me think of an awesome uh, quote from a book, um, Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankel. Okay. He's a psychiatrist yep. that w- went through the Holocaust yes. and survived the Holocaust and everything. So if you're familiar with that book, but it was just this one, it was a one word and it was in, it was how they typed the word in the book that just like blew my mind. And it was response dash able. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so you're responsible, but you're response able. Like you're mm. you're responsible for how you handle your response to situations. Yeah. So that's really like what his this his book was boiled down to, and how he survived the Holocaust was the lens that he looked at his experience, what he had control over, what he didn't have control over, and how he responded and reacted to it. Yeah. So, I mean, everything in life. I mean, hope, certainly, hopefully, never as extreme as the Holocaust, sure. but you know, everything in life, like, you know, there's cause and effect, you know, there's the cause and then, you know, your response able to, to what the effect is going to be right. on you. And right. I mean, gosh, that's a hell of a concept to teach a kid, yeah. but you know, you, you don't tell them what I just said, but yeah. you, you, you show them and you yeah. kind of help them through a difficult situation and help them understand that. And I think sport did a lot for that. And I think, you know, the coaches and parents that I had did a lot for that too. Yeah. But yeah, I just love, I mean, that one word response able, it's like you're, you're responsible for your response Yeah. and you're, and you're able to respond and and control that. Yeah. And then that's just something that, you know, I've learned and like I tried to teach my kids too, is that like, it's okay to feel the emotions that you feel like Mm -hmm. your emotions are fine. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, like you said, you had extreme emotions, like there's nothing wrong with, the yeah, they're never wrong. And you know? it's just how you respond to those emotions is mm-hmm. what is going to either uh, present either good consequences or bad consequences because, you know, that like you're, you're responsible for how you respond to those mm-hmm. emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, like, thinking about this, uh, we, when you hear a lot about youth sports today, uh, you know, we grew up in a different time period with youth sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about how kids only get participation trophies, mm-hmm. and uh, and the there's not really any winning or losing. Do you feel like there's uh, something that they are missing out on by like the participation trophies and and uh, not like experiencing real loss? Yeah, I was thinking about this one a lot when you sent me some of the questions. And <laughs> I, I think of, you know, the, the races that I run, you know, mm-hmm. a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon. Yeah. Everyone gets a medal yep. when they yeah. run those. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. so I have a few so of those too. Who yeah. are we to like look at like youth sports and be like, yeah. oh toughen up buttercup? <laughs> you know? Like you know 
you know, Sally Housewife go runs her 5K, she gets her medal, yeah. you know, and she, you know, maybe she hangs it proudly and good yeah. for her. Yeah. Um, I definitely think there's an age and a, and a time yeah. where it's fine. You know, it's totally understandable. And I, you know, I kind of hearken back to maybe, maybe there was a time even in my youth career where I was receiving, you know, I'm 33, you know, so I'm a millennial. Um, but like maybe there was a time in, in that career where it was, I was getting participation trophies. I don't really remember, but yeah. like I, cer I certainly remember in literally or uh, in T-ball and in Y basketball. Sure. That there were different rules because yeah. it was about playing the game and learning the game. Mm -hmm. You know, not every kid had the, the sport knowledge that I had to compete. <laughs> within the the rules and understand like the the rules or even the objective you yeah. know of the game so i certainly think there's a time frame of of learning and and weaning into a sport and and finding a kid's passion you yeah. know and, and is that a thing that they are going to pursue but then certainly there's you know an age too where you know when you get into it you know you you've got to be good enough to play right or good enough to make the team right and you know michael jordan wasn't good enough to make the team mm. and, you know at one point in his yeah. career yeah. you know and now he you know look at look at how that worked out yeah. so you know someone might not make the team and a parent might say well that's mean to my kid mm. and my kid you know should should have the right to experience everything else that every other kid is experiencing yeah I don't know if that's. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they have a right to do that. I think they right. have a privilege to. Yes. They have a yeah. right. They have a right to improve themselves. Right. They have a right to uh, work hard and practice and to improve the skills that they need to improve on. And if they're, if they're privileged to make the team, that's a privilege, and 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 their hard work, you know, might have earned them to that. So I, you know, to say that that's uh, something that you would throw at you know, six-year-olds sure. just learning sports? No, but I don't think there's any, any I don't think there's any uh, benefit to the kids when you get into more competitive seasons right. uh, to say everyone makes the team, everyone is going to play, and I think that's on our, our coaches and our parents and our kids, you know, to be responsible to that, you know, yeah. you know, what's your response to not making the team? What's your response to, is it something you want? Okay. Let's, let's work to get it next year. Yeah. You know, so, so many people just want to look at their current situation, like, well, this is the way that it is and this is the way that it's going to be. And that's the way it's always going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess I'm just not good at basketball. Yeah. So that's a very fixed mindset. You yeah. Know, I'm never going to be good at basketball. Well, you're not good at basketball yet. Do you want to be good at basketball? Right. Do you want to pursue it? A lot of people want things, but don't want to do the work right. that it takes to get yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and, and let's go back to that. You know, what has sport taught you? I mean, is that is that not life? Yeah, is that not absolutely? Is that not any corporate environment? Is that not any uh, job or career path? Yeah, you know, there's people that want the job, but they don't necessarily want to work to get the job or work to accomplish the job. Or yeah, it's just yeah, I think that's a, a huge kind of uh, similarity between sport and yeah. sport and life. Yeah, and on kind of on the opposite end of that, um, you you have kids. Uh, teenagers that are like 
passionately pursuing uh, a career or you know success in whatever sport they're doing. Uh, there's a lot of kids who have dreams and aspirations of going on to college and being successful, even going on to be a professional mm -hmm. sports player, which is really difficult mm -hmm. to achieve. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I don't know what the statistics are, but I'm sure it's a very low percentage. <laughs> very low. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like there there is any benefits to someone like chasing after that success to you know being the best as opposed to just uh, doing their best to constantly improve themselves? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think if you are giving yourself the goal and the mission of being the best and that however you are establishing that in your mind maybe yeah. it's a professional athlete career you're setting yourself up for some pretty big heartbreak yeah yeah because of the percentages because of the there's the sheer fact of how rare and difficult that task is right so that's the only way that if you're measuring success then then you're setting yourself up for failure but if success is the pursuit of betterment mm. and you're constantly pursuing that and you're not you know you're not saying to yourself well i've got the god-given gifts and that's you know and they're either good enough or not good enough to to, yeah. to make it um no like there you, you view your success as your growth and your pursuit of that challenge and if if it gets you there and that's your goal, like pursue that as your goal, but don't view that as your success. There's a lot yeah. of successes along the road. If you only give yourself one measurement of success, mm. it's gonna be really difficult to attain that. Yeah. That's so good. I think that I think that, you know, when we talk about like mental health with sports and stuff like yeah. that, I think that is a, a big thing in that. You know, what are you determining as a success and what are you determining as growth? Um, yeah, that's a difficult that's a difficult thing to, to say. I mean, I wanted to be a professional football player. Of course I did. Like, sure. you know, what little kid that plays football doesn't sure. want to play on Sundays? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I, I think I defied a lot of people's expectations of me by playing in college. You know, I, I didn't even start at my high school until my senior year of high school. Mm. And then I went to college and I started all four years of my college career. Wow. Which, I mean, that exceeded my expectations. Sure. But... I mean, I was pursuing my betterment and I, you know, was a team player and I was supporting those around me. And even when they recruited a better athlete than me, I kept working hard and I yeah. found a different spot on the field that they needed. Me. I, yeah. I changed my position almost every, every year of my college career. Yeah. And so, you know, I just did what the team needed. And, and, you know, I was never a star on the team, but I feel like I was a pretty integral part to you know, being the glue that, that makes a good team and, and keeps a team together yeah. as well. Yeah, no, and like, and even just going back to what you said about like the mental health aspect, like that just made me think like in those situations, I'm sure that there's like, it can't be healthy mentally for somebody to put themselves in a position where they want to be the best, mm -hmm. but then as they start succeeding, they have people around them that's also putting that pressure on them at the same mm -hmm. time to be the best. Yeah. And like, there's just this expectation that they're not always going, that eventually they're not gonna be able to live up to. Right. And it's going to put them in a position that when they don't succeed, it's just going to like, they're just gonna drop. Mm -hmm. Like, 
emotionally, yeah. mentally, yeah. depression. Like you see that a lot, even especially in, like after the yeah, yes. when it's all taken away from you, yeah. whether it's an injury or retirement or you know just time runs out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like where do you go from there? Yeah. And I don't know. I think of I think of like you know United States gymnasts. Yeah, like look at look at these girls that I mean they have to start at such a young age. Mm. They have to be on a track yeah. for it. Yeah. I mean, and, and who decides that? Right. You right. know, does, right. does little Susie decide right. that I'm going to be an Olympian? Old, yeah. and does she know what the hell that even means? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, they, they give so much of their lives to it. And I'm not saying it's not a worthy pursuit if that's something sure. that someone wants to pursue. But there's also no balance in that. Yes. You know, and it's, that's a, that's a difficult high to come down from you yeah. know competitive sports at that level yeah so yeah and and i'm not sure who who's all is equipped to handle that too i mean it's, it's difficult and and so i don't know i think yeah i think if if a kid or a parent is measuring you know success by you know whether they get a full ride scholarship to play a sport or not or whether they get a professional contract or they get drafted or that you know this that or the other you got to have goals, but you also need to map the path to get there yeah. And, yeah. and and reward yourself along the way with success as well, you yeah. know, and see that as success. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's just big one failure at the end. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe success, but, you know, statistically speaking, right. more often than not, if that's everyone's yeah. goal, it's going to be failure. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. <laughs> it's It's... Not it wasn't ever my life, and I think I had great balance, and I think that's yeah. what I uh, find great happiness now in, in adult life and professional life is is having balance, and I yeah. think that's important. Yeah, awesome. So just to kind of finish up, looking back on your own experience in in sports culture and uh, the positives and negatives that came out of that, like if what advice would you give to someone who is out there and they're training hard and they're playing hard and feeling the pressure to uh you know from multiple sides to be successful um in order to accomplish something what's the like advice that you would give them uh looking back on your experience and knowing what is in store for them in the future i think there's a wealth of information out there now that that kids have access to i mean yeah. whether it's podcasts or books or ebooks or you know what have you there's so much science on mindset and, mm. and sports mindset and sports psychology and and I, I mean some of the best podcasts I listen to are, are sports driven stuff but I, I gleam a great amount of business stuff sure. out of that as yeah. well um, I would say that you know respect and respect your parents respect your coaches mm. but you know we're just out here doing the best we can too not everybody knows everything and not everybody yes. has the right answer or has the right solution for you so sometimes you got to find that for yourself too and, and mold that mindset for yourself and, and create that mindset. So um, I would say, I would say though, you know, find your, find your own voice, find your own authenticity in mm. your pursuit of those things, yeah, you know, find what you're, you're passionate about and you're not going to love every aspect yep. of it. But you know, if, if, if your mindset's right and you view your pursuit of, of a goal the right way, you know, you'll grow to love 
the steps along the way, whether yeah. it's whether it's wind sprints or whether it's shooting 100 free throws or right. whether it's you know the, the maybe the monotonous things that you don't want to do. Um, you'll you'll grow to love those things because it's pursuing your goal right. and you're seeing the, the you know the incremental growth and and having the right mindset to do those things. So yeah. so I would say it's not hippie freaky deaky stuff i mean there's a lot sure. of science behind yeah. the psychology and the mindset of it yeah um so i would read that read that stuff and look into that stuff and 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 you're never too young to to grow and build your mindset and i would challenge parents and coaches to you know really look in, at themselves and, and think about what kind of a mindset are they instilling in their mm. athletes and their kids yeah. Yeah. Um, for for not just the sport but for life yeah um and then how are you measuring success? You know, you're, you're out working hard and you have this goal in mind and that goal is to be a professional athlete, but you know, what, is that the only thing that's gonna measure your success or failure? Yeah. Where are the successes along the way? How are you getting better? You know, view, view those things, you know, through a positive lens as well. You know, maybe, maybe you get a great scholarship along the way and it helps you pay for college. You know, maybe you get, you know, a great job out of college that, that that scholarship helped you pay for, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and you didn't get that, you know, professional athlete contract, but you know, we're all professionals at something, right. you know, and you're yeah. going to be a professional at something one day. Yeah. So, yeah. um, don't, don't stop thinking about that either. So how, how are you measuring your success? What's the mindset that you have pursuing that success and, and enjoy the successes along the way yeah. too. Awesome. No, it's good. Um, well, yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, for this me. is fun, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. it. Um, if anybody have any, has any questions or wanted to reach you uh, for any yeah. reason, how can they do that? Um, what have people been doing? Given like their their Facebook or Instagram or email? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> however, you want anybody to reach you. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to me, I guess for another conversation or thoughts or questions, or they want to yell at me for anything that I said, or they want a um, realtor. Yeah, or they, or they want a realtor. Perf I like that. Yeah, plug that at the end. Um, they could uh, email me at um, Sam at coldwellhomes.com. Okay. So that would probably be the best way to get to me. Perfect. Awesome. So. Well, thanks. Cool. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks again for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sam and I appreciate you guys taking the time to make this part of your day. Again, if you want to get a hold of me, have any questions or any suggestions, I'm pretty easy to reach. You can reach me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and I will do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, at the end of this season, I am going to have an episode that is going to just be a summary of what this season has been about and would love to have a section of that episode be questions and answers concerning any of the topics that we've talked about this season or will talk about this season. So if you have anything that you would like to add to that, then please reach out through any of those social media uh, contacts on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And uh, you can also leave a voice message with your question at anchor.fm forward slash the brood life. And I would love to include those 
as part of that last episode of this season and just kind of wrap things up what we're talking about. That's still going to be a few weeks away, but the earlier you can get those questions in and get those comments in, the better that episode is going to be and the more prepared we can be for it. So thanks again for listening. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving holiday and I will talk to you next week with our next conversation. Bye. Thank you.